Get autographed copies of New York Times bestselling author Cynthia Bryan's books at www.starstyleradio.com. Get inspired and motivated to be your best self with Be The Star You Are, 99 Gifts, and Be The Star You Are for Teens. Buy cases at a deep discount to give away as gifts and premiums. Visit www.starstyleradio.com or call 925-377-STAR. 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 a plan for your life. You've set goals. You know where you want to go. Congratulations on finding Star Style. Be the star you are. Our vibrant hosts, passion, purpose, and possibility producer Cynthia Bryan and her energetic daughter, healthy living specialist Heather Brittany, share the best roads, fastest detours, and successful strategies for a life worth living. Reach your potential with their personal achievement coaching, miracle moments, inspiring guests, titillating interviews, and business bites. Be introduced to new books and innovative ideas that encourage you to live a positive, sustainable lifestyle while achieving your dreams. Ignite your power, make a difference in the world, and shoot for the stars. It's the power hour of living, loving, laughing, and learning. On Star Style, be the star you are. Lend us your ears. The party starts now. Never say never. Live your dream. Well, hello, Power Partners. Welcome to our fun party. It's Star Style, be the star you are. Brought to the airwaves under the auspices of Be the Star You Are charity. We are your hosts. I'm Cynthia Bryan. And I'm Heather Whitney. And you're listening to us on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. We strive to seed, stimulate, and support space for positive, meaningful conversations. And we want to catapult you from wishing upon a star to being the stars that you were always born to be. The miracle moment for today is from Benjamin Disraeli. The secret of success in life is for a man to be ready for his opportunity when it comes. How true that is. When that door opens, we better be ready to walk through it. Right, Heather? <laughs> exactly. Well, this is going to be a really fun show uh, for you today. Uh, first of all, welcome to May. I mean, it's, uh, it, it's uh, really exciting. This is one of my favorite months because it's so beautiful in the garden, and we're going to go into the garden today and talk about what we're going to do in this glorious month of May with the most fragrant feast of our senses of the whole year. In segment two... I'm very excited to introduce to you two of our teen stars who are the hosts of Express Yourself Teen Radio, which is now in its fourth year. And both of these young ladies you'll meet today are superstars, and they've both been winning big awards, and I am uh, really thrilled that they'll be joining us. So Hannah Handal and Asia Gonzalez will be with us in segment two, so don't go away. But coming right up right now, it's something that, Heather's been wanting to talk about for a long time, and I think it's something that affects so many people, because from time to time, everybody has trouble getting to sleep. But if you have become an insomniac, you become imprisoned by that anxiety of exhaustion. So in Health Matters, Heather's going to investigate that whole anxiety spiral and help us learn what we can do about it. And Heather, I'm excited for this because 
I went through this uh, a couple nights ago. Normally, I sleep really, really well. But because there are so much going on in my life at the moment and my home, as I've spoken about in three previous uh, shows, three months ago we had a big flood damage and construction still hasn't begun and I'm still in the middle of juggling with contractors and insurance and trying to get everything together and I couldn't sleep and I got up during the night and I spent literally all night running numbers, finding out what I could do, what I couldn't do, emailing emailing people in the middle of the night and this is so unlike me. So what was going on and why was I having this sleep anxiety other than the fact that I probably was pretty stressed? (laughs) Well, exactly. So Talking about, you know, sleep anxiety, sleep disorders, that whole thing. I'm someone who personally I have struggled on and off for quite so many times, uh, years now with insomnia, bouts of it, that I'm one of those people, um, truly, I mean, I can fall asleep anywhere that, you know, and especially the second you get me into a car, I'm like a little kid, I'm out like a light. Um, something about just the movement things. But when it comes to, actual sleep time, I get that second wind. I get that thing that before I know it, you know, I think, oh, I'm, tonight, I'm so tired, I'm going to go to bed early, and before I know it, it's 2 a.m. And what happens with that, you know, there's, there's various different forms of insomnia that, you know, some people say it's that, that thing that they're laying in bed and they just can't, you know, go to sleep, they're counting sheep or whatever it may be, they just can't turn off. Um, and they, for me, it's just once I get into bed, I can get out, but it's really hard to get me up there. And what happens with these things when, you know, sometimes maybe I'm working on a project or something I have to get done or, you know, the time just slips away from me is eventually what happens is this anxiety creates of, oh, my gosh, you know, I, I have to get up early tomorrow. I'm going to be exhausted. I'm not going to – this anxiety happens, which causes more issues with sleep. And they say that, you know, anxiety disorders – um, are basically sleep disorders and, you know, what, sort of like what comes first. Well, either one basically is anxiety can cause sleep problems that, you know, maybe you're really stressed out, hence, you know, you all the stuff at the house, um, you know, maybe there's things with work or relationship, maybe you have deadlines, there's just a lot on your mind. Um, you're really amped up, that you know, your mind is just racing, so it's really hard to kind of find that rest, that tranquil thing. And then what also can happen with it is when you, um, you know, when you're not getting that lack, when you have that lack of sleep, that causes additional anxiety. So they sort of, they play into one another. And sleep deprivation um, really, you know, causes these additional anxieties. As we know, you know, when we are uh, sleep deprived, our emotions are higher. And not everyone needs um, that eight hours. And that, that's sort of something you need to kind of um, change your way of thinking with things that, uh, we've been told, you know, this whole eight hours, and it's constantly, as we know, every week there's a new study saying that, you know, what last week was good for us is now going to kill us, or, or they say moderation, all that kind of thing. Is I know. Doesn't I'm, that drive you crazy? It really yeah, drives you know, crazy. It's, it's, so, it's so funny. Every week it's it's literally the same things that, you know, a different place has studied this. And, you know, it's it's funny. It's very kind of kind of how... You always kind of have to keep that thing because in controlled studies, these are all, every single person has a different makeup as of them, and there's different things that always goes in, you know, into these, uh, into these studies and different correlations and all these kinds of things associated. But the overall kind of picture is that we know, we still, you know, one of the biggest mysteries to us, um, just in general is we don't know why we have to sleep, why sleep is important, that um, that we know our bodies that we have to do it, that, you know, they've done things, we, we can only go so long without sleep before things kind of get crazy. 
Um, but what happens when we go to sleep at night, it, you know, we regenerate cells. That's where, you know, our body goes to rest. Sleep is so vital to us. But each of us needs different amounts. As we know, babies need tons of it, and, and, uh, and they have different sleep schedules. I mean, they're eating dinner at 2 in the morning, kind of things like that. So um, I'm someone personally, eight hours, I can't tell you the last time I've gotten eight hours. And I, honestly, for, that, for me, if I sleep too much, um, I'm more exhausted. If I do one of those, oh, I don't have to work, I'm, I'm tired. For me, but I'm isn't so that true really- kind of for everybody? I mean, it's like... Eight, seven, eight, nine hours, okay, you go over that and it's, it's definitely bad. Then you actually go into a negative cycle. Yeah, well, also something uh, to consider, too, is if you do one of those, I think one of the biggest things, uh, if you're someone who maybe you didn't get enough sleep, and this is one of the things, so there's times, sometimes I've only gotten one hour a night that I'm up for so, and I have to get up early, and I need that time to prep, and, um, you know, those moments when you say, you wake up, and you say, okay, I'm just going to go back to sleep for 10 more minutes, that's probably the biggest disservice you can do to yourself, and I know I've done it to myself, and then it just, the whole day is just a hot mess because what happens oftentimes is we don't wake up in that 10 minutes. We either oversleep or we wake up and we're more exhausted because what happens is your body has that whole REM cycle that, you know, your rapid eye movement, which is when you're having those, your dreams, which feel like they're hours, but they're really just seconds long. Um, but your body is this whole kind of process, these process that your body builds through. So it has to go through this whole cycle. So once you've awakened from a deep sleep or a sleep, and um, you decide, okay, I'm going to go back to sleep, your body starts to re-prepare itself to go back into that deep sleep. So when you disturb it, it's sort of, it's that very jarring, you're, you're more exhausted because your body sort of is going into this hibernation thing. It has these processes that we, you know, we have no control over. Um, so getting, you know, doing that extra time is just get up. Even though it's the hardest thing I know many times uh, when, as soon as, you know, with, I'm, once I'm up within, you know, 15, 20 minutes, then I'm like, okay, I'm awake. I've got this. But what happens with this, this chronic, this, uh, this anxiety towards sleep, and this is something that I definitely experience. Is this thing of it's not the just oh my gosh, you know I'm I'm up, I didn't go to sleep. It's the anxiety that comes with it. It's that fear of well now tomorrow I'm going to be exhausted. I didn't get this, and so we have to kind of retain these things of okay, I'm tonight I didn't get as much sleep, but I'm going to be okay. I'll just be a little bit sleepy. We need to kind of service this sort of the power of positivity, retrain our thoughts. Because more anxiety grows. You know, when you get more, that anxiousness of, oh, my gosh, it's going to be a mess. And we just sort of start downward spiraling. So um, once you, you know, the, and, and one thing I have to say that, you know, the health there's really kind of interesting studies about insomnia that, in essence, no one's ever died from insomnia, from the lack of sleep. But it's the things uh, that come with it, like not lack of sleep, uh, in general, won't kill you, but there's other things that your heart rate, you know, is, you know, your. I was going to say, I mean, couldn't you have a heart attack? I mean, you. Yeah, uh, it causes things. probably. I mean, I say that if you don't get enough sleep, it causes more fat to grow. You know, I mean, so that has to yeah, be harder and, on your all of your body systems. Exactly, and the health risk. Um, you know, cause the health is associated is that, you know, we, we always talk about it's one thing, especially when people are talking about, you know, weight, metabolism, your body, I mean, again, is the most, the fast, the things sometimes, I mean, I'm always just so fascinated with the world of how, you know, so long ago we were just learning to walk and make fire, and now look what we've done to this world. 
Um, but just in general, how, how our bodies are this amazing machine and just, you know, needs all to be well-tuned and all these things. And um, lack of sleep, you, you know how when you have that great night's sleep, how you feel refreshed, you feel just on it and you can conquer it. And when we're not, that when we've really been kind of testing it, really pushing it for a long time, um, inadequate sleep, you know, extends beyond tiredness. It leads to poor, you know, work performance, school. Um, we have a delayed response time. That's why they actually say um, driving while tired is more dangerous than driving while drunk. And I've actually had an accident where I fell asleep at the wheel when I was younger, which kind of traumatized me. And so forever, whenever I get that tired feeling, I just pull over now because I've already had that risk at once that everything, you know, it was okay, but it was so scary. Um, and just as you know, yes, and it could have been, you know, it could have been uh, deadly, and so yes, yeah, and, you have to be really and, uh, aware of you know, that. And as you and as people probably know, if you've ever you know taken a class that you know you kind of start to nod off into a class, that moment you know you sweat, you're resting your eyes, and you that moment when you jerk yourself awake, that's like oh my god, you you don't realize you'd fallen asleep. It's so instantly your body starts to kind of you know tone down when you're you're fighting off those instincts for it. Um, so things, again, of reducing the anxiety for it. And, and one thing, too, is um, about 40 million people, you know, res, um, say that they've experienced some kind of chronic uh, sleep disorder. And, you know, they have all these national, these institutes, these studies, these things that go with it. Um, and medicine isn't always the best way thing for it that they offer. I've taken sleep pills once before, and I think um, I didn't wake up until like two o'clock after. It just knocked me out. So, but I was going to um, say I, it would be my advice to stay away from medications. Yeah, and to try and, to do I mean, things naturally, whether it's deep breathing, yoga, hot milk, a hot bath. You know, something, a walk, maybe something that is going to to. Uh, to calm you before you go to sleep because that's what it is. It's like a, a monkey mind. Our minds are going crazy and you just can't, you can't put them to sleep. But as you said, it's better to get up if that's happening and not try to just lay there because it just makes you crazier. Exactly. So, you know, there's there's so many, and again, to always speak with a doctor about any of these things, but for me, again, one of the things that, um, I, again, I'm not saying that, but there has been, you know, very also crazy things with all these sleep medications now that, they've, that people kind of having this sleep walking, sleep living, that people going out doing these bizarre things, driving their cars, going out, um, you know, vandalizing their house or eating food, like they have, they've recorded people within their house that have no recollection of these things. So just things to keep in mind, but Again, things when getting back to it is sort of one, taking that kind of that out of it as that, okay, um, you know, this is how it's going to be. And also sometimes some people, again, as they don't need, I'm someone, five hours is like amazing to me. I usually go on three to four. I, I wish for more. But five hours, I am like, that is amazing. I'm a whole new woman. And I can feel, for me, I can feel the difference. Just as some people But I want to ask you something, Heather. Is that... You know, because everything I read says that we definitely need at six and a half minimum, seven is better. You know, and at the turn of the 20th century, uh, people, because we were an agrarian society, we were getting 9.6 hours of sleep. Now, the average is 6.9 hours. But is five hours, do you think that is your normal? Or is that five, just what you've grown used to? I think five to, so six hours, gosh, I can't even remember, but five hours is like a really nice refresh. I feel good. And I think what's happened as just, again, is what's so fascinating with human beings is adaptation, is that we adapt to our situations. So 
you know, as I've grown older in different schedule things. And there's, you know, now with my current work set, there was times, you know, where I was having to get up at 5 a.m. every day. Um, but when I was also going to yoga before I was going to work, so I had to be at work somewhere at 8 and I'd leave. You know, so, but now, um, you know, the earliest I'm having to get up is, is 6. And most days it's not till 7 or 8. So I've kind of developed this different cycle of not having to get up early. Or we, we adapt our schedules. If you don't, you know, for example, my husband being a firefighter, he works these 24-hour shifts. And when he leaves for work, he's leaving at 5.30 in the morning and not getting home till 6 a.m. a few days later. Um, and, you know, they're constantly sleeping. But so when he's home, you know, there's times he'll get home and he can sleep till 3, 4 in the afternoon. Our bodies, you know, are these just these crazy things that adapt and unadapt with things. Yeah, you know, when I think back, I mean, of course, when I was your age and, you know, and only really up until a couple of years ago, actually until I wrote my book, Be the Star You Are, I was always surviving on three or four hours of sleep and I, I was proud of myself because I had so much to do. And then I realized as I get older, though, I really need more sleep. I need to have that seven hours. And a couple of weeks ago, I was working on a movie and I went 50 hours without sleeping because I had oh. a long you know, 18-hour movie, and I worked all day in my regular job, and then I had to coach. And it, Anyway, it was 50 hours. And for some reason, I was really fine for that entire time, and then all of a sudden, I crashed. And and I really had to sleep, and I had to sleep for like nine hours, you know, before I could yeah, even and, wake up. You know, and, and kind of the big correlation thing is the thing is that the sleep, sort of the sleep anxiety, this thing of, oh, my gosh. And, well, also what happens when lack of sleep can cause anxiety is that we have, you know, emotions. I just recently in this week, um, you know, I think there's just been a lot going on, you know, various friends things. And I had a friend, she was talking to me before, you know, just something. She was just saying how she's just stressed with school. And her tears started welling up her eyes. And I knew because she would just had been saying, like, the last four days, I've barely gotten a few hours. And she's somebody who needs that eight hours of sleep who said that she was like, you know, I've gotten like four hours of sleep. And you could just see her talking about it. She's starting it, and these tears are welling up. And I and instantly, you know, of course, I wanted to validate her emotions and her feelings. But I know that was coming, you know, that of course it was stressed up. But what was really being into is that lack of sleep. Is that there's She was exhausted. So fragile with that. And so... Things that kind of help it, and I mean, I, I there's so many of these tools I need to help myself with. One is, um, first, you know, kind of meditation, taking deep breaths, clearing your mind, getting that positive thing coming in. Exercise. Exercise is, um, you know, the, the greatest cure, I think, for everything. Exercise releases endorphins. Such a big stress relief. It's good for our bodies. It boosts our metabolism. One thing I'm going to say in terms of exercise, though I am a person of, you know, anytime you can get it in, um, try to avoid exercise, um, at least heavy exercise. I'm all for, you know, going for a nice late night after dinner walk or something, but an intense workout, you know, something that you're really trying to burn the calories wise. Um, avoiding that about three to four hours before bedtime because, as I say, it gets your heart rate up, it gets your energy going, and that could actually be counterproductive. Instead of that wearing you out, it may actually get you more going. So, um, you know, whenever you can get in exercise, I'm all for it, but if you're trying to make that your real target thing, try to do that more, um, you know, earlier morning or midday, not late at night. Um, also, prioritizing your to-do list. I know I am someone I live, I don't know what I would do if when I, when I can't find my, my little calendar. My, I have multiple calendar to-do listing. I have to write everything down. I have to have a clear thing of it. Um, I'm, you know, there's something that feels good about marking off my list, but also just having this set plan for the day. Um, make, kind of doing those before, um, before bedtime and also, again, prioritizing it. There's sometimes there's things I don't get done. It may be something simple as, uh, for, 
for example, for today, I finally returned these pants I needed to to Victoria's Secret. I've had these for two weeks sitting in my car, but it wasn't a major thing. It wasn't something that I had to make. So I kept putting it on the list of, okay, next time I'm out there, and then something would happen. Well, you know what? I'm just going to So today I thought, I'm going to do it, and I did it, and it felt great, but it was a very low thing on my priority list. Um, so it wasn't something that was holding over me that I need to get this done. For example, if something is, I need to go to work tomorrow, that is a high priority. You must accomplish that the next day. So look at, at your list. If there's these little kind of nagging things, make sure that you don't let those hang heavy on you. If you know that's something that you don't have to get done tomorrow, that you can get done in a month. If it's, you know, you know, reorg, you know, go through the closets to donate to charity, whatever it may be. If it's those little things that you know, put them at the bottom of your list that you're okay to then move them on to the next day. They're not going to hang over you. Um, again, getting that amount of sleep is going to help with just your overall anxiety through the day. Um, but something if you know that you know, you're not going to be able uh, to get that, uh, that full mountain day, I just recently started kind of trying to sneak back in little naps throughout the day. They actually say, um, interesting enough that when we've had those deep night's sleep and we've gotten hours of sleep and then we try to go back to sleep, how it can be counterproductive. But actually throughout the day when we're, we're up and we're alive and we're active, if we take these little anywhere from 20 to 40 minute sort of, you know, quote unquote power naps. Power naps. Um, it's good for very, you. can be very good for you because that's right. just now and then because there's something your body knows, you know, I don't know if it's the sunlight or whatever, that this is just going to get that little bit amount that we haven't gotten into that deep sleep. We've just kind of lowered our heart rate, found that nice resting, and then we come, you know, then we boost back up. I've said, I've felt so refreshed um, with these little things um, that have kind of helped me. Again, just little bursts. And it has to be under an hour because otherwise your body will start to go back into that cycle. And then what can happen, too, is if you get too much sleep during the day, that's going to, again, be counterproductive when it comes to night that you're like, well, I've gotten so much rest, I'm, I'm up again. So right. you don't really want to be a shift sleeper. So we're at the end of our, our segment um, what is it? One third hour. <laughs> yeah. So always. let's wrap it up. Yeah, most definitely. So as you said, that sleep disorders are so common. They can be, you know, anything that lasting from one day. You know, this just may be a little about to, to something that we can last in years. If there's something that's really affecting your life, your work, your relationships, Again, we're not doctors. Always talk with doctors, someone if you mean medication or talking with someone or finding maybe the root of what is keeping you up or, or what it may be. It, it could possibly be, you know, maybe medications you're on for something else um, or, you know, your diet or anything like that. So talk with someone about it too, but other simple things is um, when it starts to be time to kind of calm down, have um, a positive lavender soft uh, smells throughout your house, soft music, meditation, and just take time to slow down and breathe and try to clear your mind. And hopefully that can help with any other, you know, just anxiety-filled moments and hopefully help you just try to ease into your sleep at night. For more information on everything we have, we want you to check out our websites. Go to bethestarur.com as well as bethestarur.org. Well, very excellent information, and it is true. I think it's just going to take some practice. We do have to learn how to unwind ourselves, but sometimes that means just repetitively doing it, you know, even if it's foreign to us at first. 
So when we come back from break, you're going to meet two of the amazing teens who are the hosts of Express Yourself Teen Radio, Henna Hundal and Asia Gonzalez. I'm so excited to bring them on the air for all of you. So don't go away. We have great teens that are expressing themselves coming right up. My name is Cynthia Bryan. And I'm Heather Whitney. And you're listening to Star Style. Be the star you are. We are coming to you live, broadcasting from the Voice America Network, and we're on the Empowerment Channel. Don't go away. Lots more to come. Be the star you are. The star you are. Be the star you are. You are. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. Are you seeking a Dynamo speaker for your meeting, conference, or organization? Internationally recognized keynote speaker and New York Times bestselling author and lifestyle coach, Cynthia Bryan, will bring her energetic expertise, passionate professionalism, and ebullient personality to your event. Hailed as an expert in lifestyle, women's issues, self-help, personal balance, leadership, media, gardening, and interior design topics, Cynthia Bryan is a popular empowerment keynote speaker around the world. Lecturing to audiences of 100 to 5,000. For rates and bookings, call 925-377-STAR. 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 And visit www.cynthiabryan.com. When you want the best, book Cynthia Bryan. www.cynthiabryan.com. Be the star you are. Light up the flame, it burns. Make a world of difference in a world of differences when you support Be the Star You Are 501c3, a literacy and positive media charity dedicated to empowering women, families, and youth. Visit bethestarur.org to make a tax deductible donation today. Everyone counts. Donate today. Be the star you are. Org. Be the lucky. Be the star you are, you are the star. Plug in your headphones and tune in to enlightening interviews with acclaimed authors and success experts as our Oprah of the Airwaves, Cynthia Bryan, gabs with the gurus. Lend us your ears for the Power Hour on Star Style. Be the star you are. Now, here's Cynthia Bryan. Find all you need in a light that shines. Well, when we talk about gurus, gurus can be of any age. And today with me, I have two amazing mentors to me. And they are teen hosts on our radio show, Express Yourself, that airs on Tuesday noon on Voice America Kids Network. I'm going to be introducing you to these two young ladies, and you have met one of them probably before, and hopefully you've been listening to Express Yourself, but they are just absolutely outstanding. Thanks for staying with me here on Voice America Empowerment Channel. You are listening to Star Style, Be the Star You Are, and my name is Cynthia Bryan. Well, our two guests for today are the hosts of Express Yourself Teen Radio. Uh, we have Henna Hundal with us and Asia Gonzalez. Hello, ladies. Hi. Hello. Hi, I want to just tell a little bit about both of you before we have a chat. 
Hannah was just recently accepted to Harvard. So we are very, very excited about that. She's the lead host on our, our Express Yourself. And she has always thought of herself as a writer, a thinker, an innovator, an activist. And she loves, loves, loves keeping this generation of young people healthy uh, by leading active lives. So you're, when you listen to the show, you'll notice that Hannah is always prepared and she practices what she preaches. Now, her, her co-buddy in action is Asia Gonzalez. And the two of them, when they're on the air together, they have a dynamic that is just amazing. Asia was just honored as one of five young entrepreneurs for 2015. And she'll be flying to Washington, D.C. to receive her award and hopefully get a very large scholarship. She is not only a host on Express Yourself, but our social responsibility reporter, and she started her own company, Stinky Feet Girls, when she was just 13, and she's so passionate about bringing awareness and education of child sex, uh, sex, child sex slavery and trafficking through her foundation, She Is Worth It. So both these young ladies are just super special to me, and I am just so proud to be kind of a little bit of their coach so hello again, and thank you for joining me here on Star Style, Be the Star You Are, because you are both stars. Oh, thank you. <laughs> thank so, you. So, Hannah, let's start with you, because uh, you just got to word a few weeks ago that you were accepted to Harvard. How exciting was this? How did you feel about it? Uh, was it a surprise? Uh, just give us some of the backstory. Oh my. First, I got to say that you are a huge coach and mentor to us, Cynthia. And I don't think I would be anywhere near where I am today without all of your guidance and support. So thank you very, very much for that. And well, you're very kind to say that. It's been my pleasure, my honor, and I'm thrilled to help you. Oh, you are the sweetest. And, uh, Wow. I mean, it's been a flood of emotions for the past month, really. I've been on this roller coaster ride and I've been loving every minute of it. It was March 31st. I remember the day so clearly. Um, a lot of the college decisions were coming out and I really wanted to open them as I got the email, the email notifications, but I had the restraint to say, you know what? No, I'm going to wait till I get home and my family is there and I'm going to make a video. Because that's a moment that I knew would only come one time in my whole entire life. And that was so I such really a smart wanted... thing. Don't you think that was smart, Asia, to make a video? Oh, yeah. yeah. I think yeah. it's good to document all of that kind of stuff. Right. Right. Because, you know, I said it's only ever going to come one time in my life. And I, I want to exactly. capture the moment. And, um, you know, you see me kind of go going through some rejections, some wait lists, and then um, the Harvard acceptance. And what I love is that I opened up the Harvard acceptance at the very end. That was the very last college decision that I opened. And I, I almost just flipped the table because <laughs> I had no idea. Oh, my. Well, you know, I remember so clearly with one of our other hosts, Ryan Sim, he had gotten an early admittance to Harvard. And I know that you had shared with me that you were really keeping fingers crossed, but it had to be discouraging when other people get their acknowledgments and you haven't gotten anything yet. Because I know so many kids that that happens to because they send them out at all different times. But we don't realize that when we're going through it. Yeah, well, you know, that waiting period is really, really grueling because it's kind of like, accept me or reject me. Just let me know. I mean, hanging on the edge like that is really, really hard. And I know that a lot of my friends have gotten waitlisted at their dream colleges. And I'm sure that's even harder, just the agony of, 
wanting to know if they'll take you or not. And you're just kind of up in the air the whole summertime waiting to figure out your future. Um, so I've been very, very, very blessed. And I actually got to meet Ryan for the first time in person at the Harvard admitted student reception. That was just a couple of weeks ago. And it was so great because I felt like we had known each other for so long. I mean, we have. We've talked on the radio, but we've never physically met. But as soon as we met each other, I mean, we started talking like we were old friends. And it's amazing how radio can connect people so well. Isn't it interesting? Because one of the things you said to me when you returned from that Harvard day was you met incredible, talented young people. And some of them were uh, entrepreneurs like Asia is and had their own companies or they had patents. Of it. But nobody had a radio show. Mm-hmm. You didn't meet anybody that was a radio personality. No, and Ryan and I both shared that same sentiment that being a part of radio has really given us the tools that we need to be more confident and to conquer any challenge we're faced with. I mean, we've learned how to roll with the punches and to just go with the flow and be able to have a conversation with virtually anyone even people you've never even physically met. And so I think being a part of radio is such a great opportunity, particularly for young people. I mean, it's a great way to spend your afternoons. I mean, I couldn't think of (laughs) a better way. And And you really get to hear and you get to interview such interesting people, and both of you have had that opportunity. Well, Asia, we are so excited that you were honored as one of five young entrepreneurs for 2015. I mean, you started your company at age 13, you launched Pinky Pete Girls. You were just like doing doodles, right? And mm-hmm. it ended up being this really beautiful collection of 1940s inspired uh, apparel and accessories. Tell us a little bit about that. Tell us about your journey and how this Young Entrepreneurs came about and how you felt about it. I mean, it must have been just, you know, I, I mean, tingly. I, I was so excited <laughs> for you. Well, when I was younger I always had the dream of being a fashion designer and I still have that dream it's constantly you know rolling through my mind how I'm going to get that started you know I still add designs to my binder which is at least a foot thick you know there's just so many so when I was younger I was thinking you know I want to be a fashion designer but how in the world am I going to even get started and then like how am I going to get my foot in the door to possibly get into that sort of industry so as we were do- as I was doing the the doodles, you know, in, in the restaurants, we'd grab a napkin and a pen, because um, my mom and I always had pens in our in our purses since we loved to draw. So is we would just grab. Draw, is your mom an artist as well? She is. She's a really good draw a uh, drawer. She does a different sort of style than I do. So she'll always be like, "Oh my gosh, you're so much better than me." And then I'd be like, "What are you talking about? Like, you know how to do things that I can't do." So well, I think what's interesting when it comes to art, everybody's different, and that's the that's what art is. That's what's beauty, you know, beautiful about it. Exactly, exactly. So when we're in the restaurants and we're doing that kind of thing, I had the. Uh, the doodle that I had been drawing on the napkin over and over again, and then I started to get better at it, and it started to improve, and it looked a lot cuter than I did the first time. And I was like, oh, this looks really cute. Like, this needs to be put on, like, a purse or, like, a shirt or something. And I showed my mom, and she was like, I think that would be a really cool business idea. You know, what do you want to do with it? I was like, I really wanted to put it on shirts because I think that would just be so adorable. So she had a friend who had a printing company. We took the design to him. We bought a couple of shirts, gave that to him. He printed it for us, and then we took them and uh, went around to, you know, local markets. We went to the mall. We just went places where people were, and we marketed by word of mouth and um, test marketed the shirts. And we're like, hey, what do you think of this? You know, does it look good? Do you think it's cute? And a lot of people loved it. So 
we're like, okay, so we can roll with this. So we started to make more shirts. We made a website. Uh, we started some Facebook accounts and Twitter accounts and MySpace. And we don't do MySpace anymore, though, because nobody else does that. Um, and then we... Is you know, MySpace we just, even there? I guess it's still there, right? It just is. nobody but, does it? Yeah, but nobody does it anymore. So we took that down. We're like, nobody ever goes on MySpace, so we might as well not focus on that. So we just used every social media site we possibly could and just... Uh, just did so much social media and so we spread uh we got some awareness out and we got some popularity and cnn picked me up and my very first interview was live on cnn and that was just absolutely crazy you know oh that's so exciting it, it was i got picked up from school my dad's like okay we gotta go get this done you know you'll be on skype um, and then, you know, after that, we'll just drop you back off at school because that was the last day. How, I was how old my... were you then? Ooh, um, were I think like I was 14? about, yeah, 14 years old. I was in eighth grade and that was my last day in my California school because we were moving to Arizona. So I wanted to, of course, go back. And so like right after the interview, it was live. I was like, and I was right, uh, right after the CEO of Ford. So I, I don't know if people were, were like, okay, this next girl better be good. You know, she better be a good talker. You know, she she should be exciting. So it went smoothly. And then right after the interview, I just broke down crying because I was just like, oh, my gosh, what just happened? You know, I was just on CNN live. It wasn't even pre-recorded or anything like that. It was live. So I knew if I messed up that, that I would look like an absolute so, dork. That's so exciting. Well, anytime you're live. Yeah, when you're live. You know, you just have to completely, well, you should be yourself at all times. But when you're live, it is anything goes. So, yeah, you, you can't you make do a anything mistake. that fix anything I think that you're said. very honest. Yeah, when you're live, too, you have to be honest because. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's exactly. no replay. Yeah. yeah, there's no replay. There's no editing. There's just like we're live right now. I mean, if something happens, yeah. oh, you know, it's too bad. It's out there. For the world to hear, and so you just have to, <laughs> you have to be your best stuff, and you know, bring your best to the table. Well, yes. how has being on the radio helped you, or furthered any of your goals? Well, with the public speaking that I do with independent youth, where we go around the country, you know, speaking to kids at about the high school age. Uh, about starting their own businesses and, you know, creating a future for themselves. Because it doesn't necessarily have to be starting your own business. You know, it could be um, going to the college that you've always wanted to go to, you know, starting something up that's been your dream to do or a project or just, you know, empowering these kids to do something for themselves and knowing they have the strength and the courage to do it. And even, you know, the knowledge they have, you know, they have everything that, that they want to achieve their dreams. So as we go around, you know, my very first symposium that I went to, I was I was scared. Like I had no idea how I was going to speak in front of all these people. And um, until I got on this radio show, you know, my confidence level has just never been that high as it is right now, because now that I'm on the radio show, you know, there's you know, you get the, the skill of improvising, you get the skill of communication, you have the skill of just speaking and, you know, problem solving and thinking fast and just all of these things that are necessary to speak in front of people and being out there in the world. It's just the radio show has given me immense confidence in myself, and it's, it's been wonderful. Well, you know, I, I remember both of you when uh, I brought you on and how you came about it because you both actually contacted me with, uh, with an idea, right? I mean, Hannah, you mm -hmm. had an idea 
because your goal was to help women or young people be healthier, and you wanted to share that. And Asia, you had you were really doing your Stinky Feet Girls, but mostly you wanted to talk about bringing awareness and education of child sex uh, uh, slavery and trafficking, and your rape kits to the show. And after both of you were had did your you know just were on as an interview. I was like, these girls are amazing. I want to train them. I want them to be part of the show. Well, I think what's remarkable (laughs) is that all the teenagers that we have in our Teen Express Yourself crew, they're all movers and shakers. They're all go-getters. I mean, Mm -hmm. look at Asia herself. I mean, telling us how she's on CNN Live when she's a teenager. I mean, they all have (laughs) such remarkable stories. And it's a really great positive platform for them all to kind of convene. It is. And, you know, I think that is uh, that's what's exciting, too, is I like the fact that you as young people not only are expressing your own viewpoints, but you're able to accomplish your dreams at a young age. And so it's not like you, you know, you have a dream that when I'm an adult or when I'm this or when I'm that, it's Mm -hmm. like you're doing it all now. And that's that's what's fun. So it's you're practicing, you're practicing real life skills. And what you're saying to the world is. Don't wait to grow up. Just be what you want to be now. You exactly. know, and let it develop, right? Yeah, that's exactly what we do when we have the independent youth symposiums. We're like, you don't have to be an adult to achieve anything that you want to do. You can do it right now if you wanted to. You know, we're powerful. We're we're the next generation. You know, you don't have to be like when I'm this age or when I get to this um, you know, time in my life then I'll do it but it's instead I will do it right now so that in the future myself I will be my better self because I've achieved something that I've always wanted to do and I now have a better foundation for my life later I want to ask both of you this question and that is both of you have very supportive families and you're both very close to your families and it's really important and how how was this developed in your family? How do you feel that your family dynamics and their encouragement and their support lent to you both being such, ex, you know, not only excellent human beings, but excelling in life and as youth? Wow, that's a great question. I think one thing that my family and my parents in particular have always told me is that I can never lose myself. So as long as you know who you are and you remain who you are, the world can go either which way, um, but you'll always be safe and sound and secure. And so I I think that that, no matter what new environment I put myself in or what new challenge I take on, I always keep with me the lessons that I've learned along the way in my life and every quality and characteristic and character trait of who I am. And I don't let the outside world change it. And I think that's one thing that my parents have really tried to emphasize to me and I've kind of taken to heart. So basically, since you were young, you've been told, be the star you are, and just mm-hmm. be it, right? Like, which is <laughs> yeah. what we're preaching here. In other words, you know, just be true to who you are, because as I always say, you can only be your best self. You can only be yourself and be your best self. I mean, you can't be anybody else. How about you, Asia? Uh, really, what my family always told me is that everything in the world is going to fade away. Nothing is ever permanent. Um, but your family will always be permanent, you know, will always be there to support you and help you and be your solid foundation. So if anything, you know, they always told me they'll be there for anything because we will always be there for you because the world is something that is, is, it's fleeting, you know, but your family will never leave you. 
You know, I, that is beautiful as well. And, and that's interesting because both of the sentiments of your family is the way I grew up as well. Is the, my family was like, you know, blood is always thicker than water. And you'll always be able to count on family. And secondly, only be true to yourself. You know, as long as you have mm-hmm. integrity and you walk your talk, what you do what you say you're going to do, you live mm-hmm. in truth, then nothing else matters because everything's good. And everybody's yeah. going to go through mountains and valleys and trials and tribulations and all of that. But when you are yourself and you know that you have a loving family behind you, you can accomplish anything. Well, before we leave, what advice would you have for young people who want to follow their dreams? Uh, Asia, do you have something that you would like to share with the young people of the world? Um, I would say that we, we're the kids of the future. You know, we can do anything we want right now. You know, we can, we can achieve our dreams. We can achieve our goals. You don't have to grow up to be, to be successful. You can be successful right now. And it, it all depends on, on when you want it. You know, if you want it, go for it. Just be a go-getter. You know, you've got the opportunity to snag it. I love it. I'd like be a go-getter and be a go-giver. Oh, Mm -hmm. (laughs) <laughs> Hannah, how about you? That's good. That's really good. I would, I would advise um, children to always trust themselves. You know, I think sometimes we get so hung up on taking advice from other people and just moving along with emotions and trying to do what everyone else is doing, and we don't trust our own judgment and our own ideas and our own sense of what we want to do with our own lives. So definitely have faith in yourself and be confident that you can achieve what you want to achieve. Uh, and I agree with that 100% too. So, you know, the bottom line is have confidence in yourself. Exactly. Uh, realize that you can be whoever you want to be as long as you're willing to work for it, put in enough energy and effort, mm-hmm. and be right. true to yourself. And, you know, yeah. and maintain a positive internal dialogue. That's really there. Being positive. Yeah. Well, Hannah Hundall, Asia Gonzalez, two of our teen stars from Express Yourself, you can hear them every Tuesday at noon on Express Yourself Teen Radio right here on Voice America. It's the Voice America Kids Network. And also make sure to visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com where you will see pictures of both of them and you can listen there. There's always descriptions, links, and more. And also on our radio page at BTSYA.org. I want to just thank you both for being role models for the youth of America, for being the amazing young women that you are, for standing up for what's right, doing what's right, and being what's right. It has just been such an honor and a privilege to know you both, and I can't wait to just follow your lives and your careers as you grow day by day in being the stars that you are born to be. So thank you so much for everything you. you are. You, you are amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Hannah. Thank you, Asia. And stay tuned. We're going to go into the garden. You are listening to Cynthia Bryan. This is Star Style. Be the star you are. We're coming to you live on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Don't go away. There's more to come. Be right back. The star you are. The star you Business Bites. Here's Cynthia Bryan. 
most people have already read Stephen Covey's mega bestseller, Seven Habits of Highly Successful People. So I take no credit for this business bite, but these strategies are seven strategies that have helped me be successful, and they help me coach the kids that are successful. Be proactive. Every moment, every situation, it provides a new choice. Begin with the end in mind. Begin each day, each task, each project with a clear vision of where you desire to go. Then continue by flexing your proactive muscles to make things happen. Put the first things first. It's okay to say no when necessary and focus on your highest priorities. Always think win-win. See life as a cooperative arena, not as a competitive one. And seek first to understand, then to be understood. Synergize. Embrace teamwork, open-mindedness, and the adventure of finding new solutions to old problems. Sharpen the saw. Assure a balanced program for self-renewal in the four areas of your life, physical, social, emotional, mental, and spiritual. And then always remember, you're the star of your own performance. Turn your passions into profits. I am Cynthia Bryan with another Business Bite from Star Style. For information on booking a coaching or a consultation session, call 925-377-STAR or visit starstyleproductions.com. This business of show business is calling out to me. Get started acting or modeling with a consultation from media coach extraordinaire Cynthia Bryan, who has guided entertainment careers for over two decades. Call 925-377-STAR or visit www.cynthiabryan.com. Pick up a copy of her award-winning book, The Business of Show Business, and start living your dreams today. Call 925-377-STAR. 925-377-STAR. your energy and jumpstart your dreams with positive life-changing interviews and star-studded conversations on our award-winning program star style be the star you are hosted by the passion purpose and possibility producer cynthia bryan now back to the power party find all you need in a light that shines well thanks so much for staying with us here on star style be the star you are aren't those teens amazing i'm going to introduce you to a few more of our teen hosts in the weeks to come well we want to remind you that the moraga fair is this saturday thank you so much to the generosity of michael verbroga construction and brooks Albreeze and children's success unlimited for sponsoring our booth Come visit us, Moraga Fair. Go to starsdaleradio.com. Click on events and you'll find all the information. You know, this is May. It's a glorious month, perhaps the most fragrant feast for our senses of the entire year. And, you know, here in California with only one evening of April rain, nature blossomed into May Magnificent and it lavished the landscape with color and texture and birdsong and a painter's palette of picturesque pleasures. Elegant and dainty bearded iris spread their alluring colors and intoxicating scents along the driveways and pathways. Azaleas and rhododendrons sparkled in the moonlight. And this is the time to experiment with new plants that lift our zap spirits to new heights. Now, I absolutely love azaleas. And I was so excited this year because I was sent a sampling of new azalea releases from J. Berry Nursery. And this was really fantastic because they arrived, most of their blossoms had fallen off. But thanks to the generosity of Tamara Fulex, who works at, at J. Berry Nursery, 
she had told me that they're going to be blooming. They're re-bloomers, so they're going to be blooming again in late summer or early fall. Some of the ones that I planted were fuchsia parasol, orchid showers, pink ribbons, and pink jewel. And if you read my column this week uh, that is about May gardening, you can see some pictures of what I had, and I'll keep you posted on these. Now, there was a very funny, uh, I thought, a new phenomenon that was interesting in the garden reports trend, which is called a bedhead garden. And I've actually planted these, and I love it. And it's purposely an unstyled outdoor space. It's very wild and kind of messy. And it's definitely of interest to those of us who are harried and hurried or interested in embracing a more natural and environmentally sustainable garden. The colors can be whatever thrives in your garden. I like the bright colors. And you plant in drifts. Maintenance is low, which is necessary where we're in a drought condition now. And your hardscapes are rather minimal. You know, you can do recycled bricks or found objects, uh, anything that's earthy and, you know, that is an element that is natural. And the result is lush, it's overgrown, and it's beautiful. So it is a very good fit for our hectic lifestyles. Now, there is a lot to do in the May garden. I'm out there every single day. It's my favorite time of the day. So I want you to grab your gloves, your shears, your shovel, your bucket, because there is work to do, and then we can all look forward to the fun of the season. For those of you who had daffodils or spring bulbs, the foliage right now should be very dry and crispy like a potato chip, meaning that all the nutrients have gone to next year's blossom, so time to get rid of it. Now you can clean those up. I hope you haven't done it already. You want to wait till they are dry. It's time to also deadhead any other spring-blooming flowers like pansies or primroses. You can plant your petunias now among your succulents, and they'll be really beautiful, especially in a rock garden. If you have ponds, fountains, bird feeders, time to clean them out with a non-toxic detergent for a fresh start. And make sure that your recirculating pump is working effectively or get a new one. If you have any standing water from gutters, pot saucers, old tires, or puddles, you want to turn those over, eliminate the water because it's breeding time for mosquitoes. Time also to mow the top of leggy ground covers. If you have vincum major or ivy, they might be getting kind of just long and leggy and not very pretty. So just mow them down or use a, um, you know, a, a weed eater or something like that. Now, one of my favorite things to do to add some vitamin A and C because colds and flus are still among us, is add dandelions, calendula, and lemons to my daily food intake. You may want to try that too. Dandelions might be growing in your lawn, so just cut them and wash them and put them in your salads. Seed now for summer blooming annuals. You can set out seeds for cosmos, marigolds, sunflowers, zinnias. Don't forget to compost all of your green trimmings. Add rake leaves as well as eggshells, shredded newspaper, vegetable peels, and wood ash, and you can turn your compost pile or bin, and um, if you keep it moist, you're going to have plenty of good compost in the next few months. It's time to feed your azaleas, your roadies, and your camellias with a fertilizer for acid lovers after they're finished blooming. And I keep pouring coffee grinds and tea, and I, I give it, put it on there when I wash out my coffee pot. That just gives it an extra boot of, uh, boost of energy. If you're trying to get a vegetable garden or a potager planted, this is the time for tomatoes, peppers, cucumbers, squash, beets, carrots, peas and cabbage, and then also get your summer blooming bulbs uh, in, including gladiolas, lilies, dahlias uh, right now. Deadhead your roses as the blooms fade because you want a continuous show of flowers, which in California can go through January. Plan to include more drought-tolerant plants, of course. 
If you have your camellias at the end of the season, keep picking up those uh, flowers because they lead to disease if you leave them in there. You can grow South African clivia as a houseplant in indirect sunlight or shade attraction. And it's, there's such beautiful, deep, shiny green foliage, and then they have bright orange, yellow, white, lily-like flowers. So really enjoy those. Uh, prune your spring flowering clematis after the blooms are spent. And right now, it's a good time to pick clematis and bring them indoors for your flower arrangements. Rake your lawns to help with dethatching. Don't forget to visit me at the Be The Star You Are booth at the Moraga Fair because I will be giving away free potpourri and seeds for all the moms out there. And if you want to make a $95 tax-deductible donation, in the name of your mom or grandmother, we'll send a case of books valued at $720 in her name with a book plate to any place she wants. Uh, also, you know, remember that it's Mother's Day, so lavish your mom with the pot of pretties, perhaps dahlias and delphiniums on Mother's Day, and thank her for being the wonderful woman that she is. I hope that you all walk gently through the world and know its beauty all the days of your life. I send you May blessings and the Apache blessing. May the sun bring you new energy by day. May the moon softly restore you by night. May the rain wash away your worries and the breeze blow new strength into your being. And may you walk gently through the world and know its beauty all the days of your life. I love that. Well, thank you all for being great listeners. Make sure you're tuned to Cynthia Bryan and Heather Brittany. We are your personal growth success coaches for expert advice in fun and success. We bring you great interviews and we want you to change your life and make your dreams come true. Do make a donation to Be The Star You Are. Keep us on the air. Go to bethestarur.org. For more information about Star Style Productions, visit star-style.com. My aim is always to encourage, inspire, inform, amuse, and motivate. See beyond your physical being. Know you're already a star. Cherish the past, dream of the future, and celebrate each moment of your life. And do pick up a book this week. Maybe you'll make it Be The Star You Are. 99 Gifts for Living, Loving, Laughing, and Learning to Make a Difference, or Chicken Soup for the Gardener's Soul. Until next week, when we celebrate again, remember, love always wins, kindness always prevails, and smiles will keep us happy. My name is Cynthia Bryan. This is Star Style. I thank you and encourage you to be the star you are. Have a wonderful week of dreaming, creating, inspiring, and making a difference. And we'll be together next Wednesday, 4 to 5. Talk then. Be the star you are. The star you are. Be the star you are. You are the star. Be the star you are. It's been a pleasure bringing you our life-changing program, Star Style. Be the star you are. We have you on our radar as it's our goal to inspire, inform, entertain, and motivate you to be the star you were born to be. For more information, visit www.starstyleradio.com. And to make a donation to the charity, go to www.bethestarur.org. Ignite the flame that burns brightly within. Take charge of your life and coach yourself to success with our dynamic hosts, Cynthia Bryan and Heather Brittany, every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time, right here on the Voice America Empowerment Channel for another serving of champagne for the spirit and a power boost to live with star style. Until we celebrate together next week, be the star you are. You are.